0: Welcome to another episode of Lineage Speaks the Podcast, an anthology series of women sharing the stories of how they carry the torch for future generations. I'm your host, Martelaina Don Turpel, and this week, I'll be sharing the chapter written by Ulrich Zimmerman. Ulrich Zimmerman is the founder of Tantric Yoga Austria. Driven by her own journey to her authentic, powerful self, Ulrike has gathered tools and techniques from all over the world to heal deep ancestral wounds and beliefs, and now shares her gift with the world. With her holistic approach to coaching, she helps people to heal their trauma, step into their power, and become leaders in their field. Through the combination of tantric practices, coaching tools, and healing exercises, she offers her clients a variety of possibilities to achieve their soul mission. Over the past few years, Ulrich has specialized in working with cyclical based businesses, which makes her a pioneer in the field of female leadership. Chapter 17, Ulrich Zimmerman, Girl in the Mirror. I was born into a family where matriarchy has ruled for generations. My mother is a strong character, my grandmother even stronger. And from stories I've heard, my great grandmother used to be the strongest of them all as she raised five children all by herself at the time of reconstruction after the Nazi regime had fallen. My biological father hasn't played much of a role in my life, at least not physically. In hindsight though, I realized that I've always felt the need to overcompensate for his absence or rather the absence of a strong masculine energy in my life even though, from a very young age, my stepdad has accompanied me in life. He is a very sensitive, kind, and gentle soul, which nowadays I see as his most auspicious qualities. But back in the days of puberty and young adulthood, I used to despise him for his softness. Four years old, love is my natural state. It's the only thing I've ever experienced. My parents love me with all their heart and it makes me feel safe to express myself and explore my environment. I love weekends at my grandparents. This means fun, playtime, and hot chocolate. Today, my granny is in a really good mood so she allows me to take her dresses in high heels, stuffed with a bunch of socks, and even put on some of her rouge and lipstick. I put on my favorite soundtrack from the Spice Girls and there we go. The stage is mine. Three minutes of dancing, singing and performing for my audience, which consists of my grandma, granddad and some stuffed animals. Five years old. It's my birthday and I was given the best present ever. A doll that makes sounds when you hug her. I call her Wendy. Wendy is my most favorite doll in the world now, and I will take her with me everywhere. I love sitting next to my grandpa in the car because he always listens to good music. We are singing a duet, something from Elton John with a crocodile. My parents, me and Wendy, are in a pizzeria, and next to our table, there is this sad looking girl. Her hair is uncombed, her teeth are black, and she has no toys for herself. I asked my mom why she looks so strange and smells so bad, and my mom tells me that not every child has parents like I do, who take good care of them. It makes me sad, and I suddenly can't go on with life like I used to. I have to do something to make this girl feel better. I look at Wendy and that's it. If Wendy makes me feel so good, Maybe it will make this girl feel good too. I say goodbye to Wendy and give her to the girl. Six years old. School is hard. I'm going to an elementary school with a focus on musical education because my family wanted to support my love of performance. In my class, my teacher makes us sing aloud. She doesn't like my voice. She thinks it sounds crooked everyone is laughing. My teacher only likes the good ones and I ain't one of them. My classmates don't like me either. They don't want to play with me or have me on their dodgeball team or invite me over after school. I don't really get it. I just want to belong. This is something I have never experienced before. It feels shameful and makes me uneasy seven years old. There is a violin concert in school today for some of my classmates to perform. They have friends and our teacher approves of them, so I guess I should start playing the violin too. Yes, I will definitely start playing the violin. My parents think I'm joking, so I would have to pay for myself to get my first violin. And I do. I really love this instrument. And I'm also surprisingly good at it. I am actually way better than the others. My teacher loves me now. I am her number one. Uli here, Uli there. Uli plays the violin everywhere. Now the others should like me, right? Because I am now good, really good at something. But they don't. It feels even more off. I am walking on eggshells. They detest me, they make fun of me, they exclude me. I barely exist to them. I don't know how to handle all the negativity from my classmates, so I just shut up and hold myself back. I try not to attract attention so that they can forget about me. Sometimes this works, but sometimes it doesn't. Distancing myself from everyone, including myself, seems a price worth paying to not be made fun of. Nine years old. There is this one girl who especially hates me more than the others. She seems to be the leader in our class. Those she approves of, everyone likes. Those she doesn't find worthy, nobody likes. It rained yesterday, and there are still puddles everywhere on the playground. I walk through one. The girl sees me and starts screaming and shaming me. The puddles are filled with Uli's piss because that's the only thing she does. Everyone laughed. I didn't. Today, there's a letter in our mailbox. It says, give us money or you will be hurt. I am paralyzed and filled with pure panic. Why is this happening to me? What is wrong with me? After the weekend, they say the letter with the threat was just a joke. Don't be such a party pooper. No wonder nobody likes you. My nervous system shuts down. I can't sleep and most definitely can't go back to school because school wants to eat me alive in my dreams. School has arms and legs and a really, really nasty laugh and it wants to eat me, 10 years old. It's the week of our musical. I am playing the tourist guide and also the first violin. I love the attention, I love the performance. This is where I feel safe, safe to be and express myself. This is probably the best week of elementary school 13 years old. Over the summer holidays, puberty got to me. I changed my multicolor hairdo to a walnut brown bob. My clothes show off with the first signs of tiny breasts, and I know how to use just enough makeup to look more mature. Not my granny's makeup, but my own. People seem to perceive me differently. My classmates look at me differently, especially the boys. Somehow, over the past 10 weeks, life has taken a 180-degree turn. No nasty comments, no disgusted looks. Instead, I'm invited to sleepovers and get-togethers. I don't really get it. Am I famous now? I'm so used to being the outsider, the loser, the weird girl that I have no idea how to handle this new situation. I don't know what to feel or how to behave or what to expect. I am so overwhelmed and afraid to lose this position again that I feel even more uneasy than ever. I must make sure to never go back where I've been. I must be popular. I need to demonstrate my new power. If that means becoming like them, so be it. What do I care if others feel bullied or shamed by me? I can't handle their weakness anyway. Aren't I doing them a favor by showing them their place? 16 years old. My parents are a pain in the arse. They call me cold-hearted and express how hurt and disappointed they are. This should hurt me, but I don't feel anything. Not a single emotion. I haven't for years, to be honest. I am chasing after adventures, boys, and excitement to make me feel something, anything. I don't know how to get rid of the numbness and loneliness, because even though on the outside I seem to be happy, always being surrounded by friends, I feel like I have no idea who this person is that I see in the mirror when I brush my teeth. The years go by. And so do the party nights and boys. Every month there's another crush. Every time they fall for me, I run from them. Every weekend, another boy toy, more alcohol, cigarettes and wild nights. But still inside of me, there is only this bottomless ocean of emptiness that I don't know how to fill. 17 years old, my mom is sick. She isn't able to take part in family life as she used to. She is so burned out at work that she has no energy left, not even to keep crying most days. She freaking scares the shit out of me, but I only blame and shame her for her weakness. I know this is my wrong. I know I should be there for her, but I'm captivated by my own inability to feel and express my emotions. If there are two things I can't handle, their emotions and weakness, and she throws both of them in my face. My parents and I are in a very lonely episode. My mom occupies the bedroom and my dad pretends to do stuff outside. And my door is always closed. We rarely speak. And if we do, we fight. On our dinner table, there was always one big chair for the huge pink elephant in the room. The one that nobody wants to talk about. Because if we do, it means we need to talk about it all. 18 years old. It's the day of my 18th birthday. I've been out partying all night and stayed at a friend's house. My mom is in therapy on the other side of Austria, and my dad is home by himself and our four cats. He reads the paper while caressing one of the cats in his lap. He hears a knock on the door. My dad gets up wondering who it might be. He looks out of the window and sees a man with a huge bundle of white roses. He thinks my granny sent over flowers for my birthday and opens the door. The man on the other side of the door still looks befuddled. My dad asks how he can help. And the man answers, I am here for my daughter. It's her birthday today. She's turning 18. I wanted to give her some flowers. Now my dad is the one looking befuddled. The man on the other side is my biological father, 19 years old. Finally, it's graduation day. I am beyond excited to move to the big city. Vienna is where I'm supposed to be. I am made for the city. I am made for glamor, nightly parties, fancy food and international acquaintances. I can't wait to move and study there. I will study something nobody expects from me, water science and technology. I will prove everybody wrong who ever disrespected me. I will show them who the boss is. 20 years old. It is very different from what I expected studying to be. Every day I'm hustling, but I know I still need to prove myself. I just need to try harder to do it. I'm not stupid. I can't be stupid. I must succeed. Even if this means getting up at 6 a.m. every day, going to campus until the evening and spending my nights on my desk, deeply wrapped up in my studies. I don't know why my body does this to me. Chronic tonsillitis. As if I didn't already have enough on my agenda. But I mean, there's a pill for everything. Vitamins in the morning, antibiotics for lunch and some painkillers with an aperitivo. The pills keep me going. The doctor doesn't want to prescribe me any more pills and wants me to rest instead. But I can't slow down. I am not a failure. I can't fail. I refuse to. Something is wrong. Something is very wrong. This a dream? Am I asleep? Because I can't move and I can't open my eyes. I breathe, so I must be alive. My face is swollen, I can feel that, but the rest of my body feels motionless. What the hell is going on with me? I'm lying alone in bed, unable to get myself a glass of water or go to the toilet. The anxiety is creeping in. It runs me over like a tsunami accompanied by its friends trauma, grief, and deep sadness. I have nowhere to escape to. I can't run away and I can't distract myself. So there is no option but to surrender. Forced by my paralyzed body, I have no choice but to look at my suppressed emotions straight in the eye. Raw, real, pure, and in their full power. They are filling my emptiness escaping from the darkest corners of my subconscious into the open. And for the first time in a decade, I can cry. In fact, I'm not able to stop crying. I allow myself to fully feel and own my pain. The spell is broken. 21 years old. I don't know how I made this man my boyfriend. He is much older, knows what he wants in life, and owns a company with employees. I have no idea why he wants to be with me. I have nothing to offer, so I need to try really hard to keep him. I am around whenever he needs me. I am becoming his dream girl. I will be the perfect lawyer for him since water science didn't work out. I will be the perfect housewife to him, too. I will even give him children. For him, I will stay in this city that makes me feel so disconnected because I would do anything for him. I think this is love, right? 22 years old. He was my first love and now he is gone. He said I'd keep him from being happy, but didn't I do it all? Didn't I do everything for him to approve of me? (laughs) Didn't I even give up my own dreams to become who he wanted me to be? 23 years old. This law degree pisses me off. I don't like getting paid to help people fight. I don't like sitting in front of a desk. I like traveling. I like yoga. I like foreign cultures. And I like this girl. I've never been with a girl before, but she is different and she makes me feel different. She sees me beyond my flaws. Nobody has ever touched me the way she touches me because she not only touches my skin, but my soul. She has the ability to see me, my truth, and to hold me accountable to that. She makes me a better person. And I take care of her because she has this thing with anxiety and depression. From this day on, she doesn't need to worry anymore because I am now here for her. I will take over whatever she cannot take on. Finally, I have the courage to stop this farce, to quit law school and get my life together, to move away from this awful city and closer to my Pachamama. I thank God for this woman who allows me to see my path clearly and where it leads. I will be moving in with her soon and it will be amazing. I will help her become healthy and she will help me find my purpose. I am beyond excited. I just booked my first yoga teacher training in Guatemala. Three months of self-exploration. But what will my girlfriend do without me? She sits me down and tells me it's not working. She wants to end it because with me by her side, she simply can't get healthy and will forever be trapped. I am speechless. I am broken. Why is it always the same? I give my all and my partners say it's not enough. I am not enough. With a broken heart and no place to call home, but all the courage I could find inside of me, I took off to Guatemala. The yoga teacher training is amazing. Guatemala is amazing. Traveling with and by myself is lifting the veil of my negative self-perception. I can witness my own inner beauty for the first time in my life. 24 years old, here I am again in the middle of Asia, six months by myself after i fell for another toxic relationship with someone who stole from me and abused me another journey deeper within but this time i am finally able to hold myself accountable for all that has happened i am prepared to declare full responsibility for the contributions i made to my experiences in life instead of shaming and blaming others enough of that it is time grow up, 25 years old. It is freaking painful to go deep, to bluntly see and own my unhealed parts. Growth hurts. I wanna give up so badly because I am now starting to see what my contribution was to all the experiences I made in life. It was never about the others. It was always about me. Now I can't return to the safety of shaming my ex-partners the mean girls at school, or the bullying teachers. But the hardest part is forgiving myself for all the ways I hurt myself and sabotaged my happiness. Even though the pain is overwhelming, I can also already feel how my life is shifting. It becomes a life where I am no longer a victim of my circumstances, but where I am in charge of it. I can see and sense the woman I am becoming, and I can't wait to meet her, 26 years old. With every day that passes, I am stepping more into my power. I know my worth, and I am not settling for less. All the radical self-love and accountability from the past years has led to a life that fulfills me deeply. My coaching business and yoga teacher trainings are flourishing. It is so easy and satisfying to work with my clients. The relationship with my partner is rooted in trust, respect, and fun, and I feel at home being with him. I feel an ease and lightness to life, like a daily trip to the playground, 27 years old. When I look in the mirror now, I see a woman that amazes me. She is fierce, passionate, soft and gentle, all at once. When I look in the mirror now, I see all the struggles she has overcome in her life already and how she owns every bit of her story with so much grace. When I look in the mirror now, I see everyone that has added to the experiences this woman has absorbed so far. When I look in the mirror now, I already see the auspicious woman I am yet to become. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review us if you found this podcast to be helpful in your journey. If you would like to experience more from the other women who contributed to this series, you could purchase a digital or printed copy of Lineage Speaks on Amazon. All proceeds go to elamugirls.com, a nonprofit organization Giving young girls aged 14 to 18 in Kenya a choice, a voice, and a bank account. Saving girls in Kenya from genital mutilation, sex tourism, or becoming a child bride and changing their lineage story. Once again, thank you for listening. And remember, you get to write your own story how it connects you to the stories of the past and how you guide the stories of the future. Until the next episode, honor the light within you and let it guide your way on.